right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marvel, joined by Casey. Casey, how are you after a day of soccer? Yeah, yeah, yeah the legs are definitely still recovering. Uh, we weren't able to record yesterday because uh, my, uh, I guess, pickup soccer game got moved to Sunday, and that threw off my, my whole clock and timing of, of what the day was like, so that was... Uh, my bad. Hand up on that one. Uh, the weird thing is, I expect my legs to hurt, right? My back is sore. I don't. It's just. I think it's just being old, and it's like I never, you know, turn quickly. <laughs> now I'm like, turning quickly and changing direction a lot. That probably doesn't happen much in my normal life. So, uh, yeah, body's aching and recovering, um, but we're good. How are you? Um, doing well. Doing well. I'll also take some of the blame in last night, uh, but we're here now. Yeah, we we're gonna do it. It was a it was a very warm weekend. Yeah, uh, but made yourself through it. I don't know how you played on Sunday. That was, that seems seems pretty miserable. But hey, man, that's what athletes do. They push yeah. through. They persevere. And here we are. Yeah, I left and I it was up in Milwaukee, and I was like, ah, oh, it's gonna be closer to the lake, even though I live like just as close, probably closer to the lake than this place was gonna be. So I don't know why I thought that that was gonna make it <laughs> make it cooler. Uh, it was not. Uh, but it, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. So yep. Uh, but uh, I, I guess I would, was about to call us true professionals. But really, yeah. Can we do that when we're a day late because we were not being <laughs> professional? I think we can give ourselves credit for it. Semi semi professionals, as I guess is a more apt way to describe what we're doing uh, here. But let's get going, Marlo. Let's start as we always do with the Badgers, uh, and really. Uh, I guess we'll get to a Badger thing, but the bigger news was more college football wide, and it sounds like the college football, I guess the committee, NCA, I don't know, they're throwing out a 12-team playoff uh, yeah. idea. Mm. Uh, I, I know we've batted around the idea of expanding the playoffs a lot as it's kind of come up, and I'm, a, I guess, a bit surprised by how much I like this. So let I'll just throw out... Uh, what is, I guess, being proposed is a 12-team playoff. There will be the top four seeds get a bye. So it'll be uh, seeds 5 through 12 would be playing first-round games. They'd be playing home games at the lower, the higher-seeded. Higher-seeded, right? If you're a 3, you're higher than a 7, right? So it's higher-seeded, even though it's a lower number. That always sure. throws me off. Just, yeah. The lower number slash higher-seeded <laughs> <laughs> team will have a home game. Uh, and then the winners of those four games will then play the top four seeds uh, that in the kind of normal final four or I guess whatever semifinals uh, as they are constructed now, I believe. And the top four seeds will be the top four highest seeded Power Five conference champions. So there we go. That's uh, what it sounds like it's going to be, Marlo. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on this? Um, I think if you, I don't know which episode it was, but I think we had the same plan. Maybe you poo-pooed it. I don't remember. But I remember, <laughs> I, I oh, well, I'm, su- I'm surprised that it went from four to 12. I, that's the yeah. biggest part I was surprised about. I thought if anything, I'm pretty sure like adding two at a time, going to six with that same sort of buy, uh, yeah. built in. Um, but that's, that's probably the most surprising, but I'm all for it. I've, I've wanted to, I always thought when they did the playoff for four, they had to start to get it going and then. At some point, they'd get to an expansion. Again, going from 4 to 12 surprises me, but the way they have it laid out, I like it. 
mm-hmm. uh, given the bye, the conference championship, the conference, the top four conference champions. Okay, I'll take that. I love my favorite part is that yeah. Notre Dame is not getting special privilege. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you read that part, but basically they can't be a top four. <laughs> they can't. Yeah. They just can't be, which will f- probably force them to join the ACC for good. But if that goes through, right. but um, yeah, that's uh, you know at first glance, right? You know, obviously, in, at first glance, I like it. I'll probably hate it when Wisconsin gets screwed out of something. But uh, at first glance, I, I'm liking it. Yeah, I, I guess I never envisioned the idea of a 12 team, and that's and why I was surprised is how much I liked this idea. I mean, first of all, uh, I love the four teams getting the buy. That just makes it such an advantage, and it's kind of in keeping that. You know, these are the four best teams as we have it now. So it keeps a little bit of that. And then it gives home games to those higher seeds. And the idea of having playoff college football in, oh. you know, some of the historic venues that, you know, obviously think of Camp Randall when you think of that. But, like, you know, think of a playoff game in Florida. or I mean, it, yeah. those home games would be so fun so uh, to watch. Ryan Field. Oh, my God. Electric. Yes. Electric. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll be full then. Finally, <laughs> um, I, I, that just adds now because it's giving it's giving advantages, but it's allowing more teams in, but getting advantages to uh, the higher seeded teams, which I really like. I think we're still going to end up having the same argument, you know, in, but in, about who should be in. But instead of being four versus five, we're arguing twelve versus thirteen or twelve versus fifteen or what have you, and that feels like a much more comfortable argument to for who will be left out than it is now. Um, When you're talking about, hey, we have this one-loss SEC team versus one-loss Big 12 team or something like that, that's really hard to to splice. But it might be easier. And when I say easier, it's going to be harder because there's going to be more teams in in the thing. But my assumption is that this isn't really going to change a lot of who the national champion is. Mm. Like, I think it's still going to be one of the four teams that win the conference championships. Sure. Or a five... or a six. If oh, I can't imagine a scenario in which a team goes on the road, so they would be what ninth through twelfth goes on the road, wins, then wins two games against the top four teams. Like, I sure it could happen, right? But I just that seems so improbable that I'm. It's it almost makes it less severe who gets left out. Does that make sense? Right. Right, like a twelve, a twelve seated, like Wisconsin. Like think when they were, you know, would be in this range, right? And then we played Alabama to open the season one year. That didn't go too well for us. <laughs> and it, so, and I think we were probably about that level, right? We were we we're always in that kind of fifteen range, yeah. so we would be in this conversation. And it seemed like that going against up up against the number one seed or the number four seed. I mean, they could win one, right? But it's it's such a hard road in college football to, to get there in this format. Uh, I think that that's why I really like it. It opens it up, so it gives a chance for you know a team. It also opens it up for you know the the Cincinnati's or the BYU's or those teams who you know are undefeated. You know they can get in and play against the big boys. Play you know go down to Athens, Georgia, and have to play a playoff game uh, there and really get tested. I think yeah. that would be really fun. It gives them opportunity, uh, but also still, again, in my mind, I don't see how they win that and then go to the Sugar Bowl and beat Ohio State. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I get that. I, I get that uh, that sentiment, but at the end of the day, I don't really care. <laughs> you get more I, college football. Yeah, you get more college football. I get more medium for college football. Like, I've, what I'm fantasizing, right, is like a, uh, a Florida or Miami having to come to Madison in yeah. December, right? Yeah. We all know how that turned out when it was cold in Florida, that one, that, uh, that bowl game. Um, yeah. But yeah, just something like that, some sort of advantage uh, that we don't, you know, you don't necessarily get with the bowl games, right? Um, and so said. So, yeah, no, I think I don't, I don't think you're wrong. I, I think that that's spot on. And I don't know if the, you know, is obviously it's, it's probably it's not the intent. Obviously, the intent is a bigger money grab yeah. um, <laughs> by expanding the playoffs. But I think as a fan, I, I sure it'll be it'll be fun to argue that you know when the time comes. Uh, but I think it's, you know, you give a better, ch- you give a chance for that upset, maybe that one upset a year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where someone, where a far or three seed does fall off before they should, you know, and that's fun. That's football. I mean, that's like that's college sports, right? Right. Um, so the idea that that can happen, you know, it's cool. Now you get the you get four, two good teams playing each other on the both games, which usually doesn't really work out but now you have a better chance to have more good games that that matter towards the playoff towards right. the championship and, and if there is blowouts i mean then it's one of 12 or it's you know yeah. two of 12 i guess not necessarily 12 yeah 12 games or whatever as opposed to you know one of the one of the two is a bad game yeah because that that does feel that does feel really bad so and let's be honest a program like wisconsin stands the most to benefit from this <laughs> yeah not that the you know they're not like I you know some of the SEC schools who always seem like they're on the outside you know that one loss LSU or the one loss Georgia or Alabama right on the outside knocking in but where the the next level of program kind of I think I heard that seven out of the last twenty years we would have been in the playoffs uh, yeah something like that eight or not seven or uh, somewhere in there it was single digit but it was pretty high single digit in the last twenty years that we would have been in that you know twelve or above range and had a shot. At being in the playoffs, so from a selfish standpoint, this is good good news for Wisconsin. I think absolutely, um, yeah, good for you for Wisconsin. I would say, I mean, you look down the Big Ten, you would think, um, I don't know, is this good news for Michigan or worse news for Michigan? <laughs> I, 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 Michigan's so far off the radar. I think on this right now, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, I don't know that matters. I mean, it's it's good. It's just good for one the conferences that have one of the big three schools, right? It, yeah. It's Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State. They've been in it, what two of those three have been in? I think every playoff that we've had. So that really leaves out any AC, almost any ACC team. SEC team sometimes gets that second team in, uh, but the Big Ten and ACC uh, don't. Yeah. So I think it's the it benefits the next best schools. In that, uh, in in those in those programs, and it benefits the Pac-12, who might who will get in the playoff. Although it is hilarious at the top, I don't think they're going to get a bye, <laughs> but they'll get in. So that's yeah. good. That is good. So good job. Yeah. Pat. So yeah, I, I'm I am excited to see what Notre Dame plays. Going back to the Notre Dame issue because yeah. Usually, when these new formats come out, all going back to the BCS, they always got special privilege. Yeah. Um, in some way, shape, or form. This one, they are not 
in any way, shape, or form. So they're almost being forced into a conference. I'm curious if they're going to come back with, you know, and try to fight that or just be like, all right, this is it. This is when we, this is when we join the ACC, like for real, not this fake, we're dating the ACC. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're right. It it doesn't give them that privilege, but they're also extremely likely to be a top 12 team every year. Sure. So right. like they're, I don't want to say guaranteed, but nearly guaranteed to get into the playoffs. Right. But to your point, right. Notre Dame doesn't play to get in the playoffs. I, I, yeah. That's, they want to be... That's what they think, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what they think, right? Mm-hmm. And to your point, those people, mo- most likely, if you're not a top four, you're most likely not going to be playing for a national championship, right? Right. That is a longer yeah. road. That is a much right. tougher road. Right. So, yeah. All right, well, it'll be fun. Either way, I'm excited for it. Um, I, I'm actually like sitting down and thinking about it and thinking through these arguments that we just made. I'm, I'm far more excited about this than I thought I would be. <laughs> Um, so I think it's weird that the NCA kind of came out with a good idea. So good job to them. Speaking of good ideas, I think, um, (laughs) the Wisconsin Badgers, uh, release the UW app to, what is this? Empowering Badgers to capitalize on their own name, image, and likeness. Uh, really cool hype video, Marlo. I don't understand what it does. I think this is a, you need to explain to me the internet. (laughs) <laughs> this is explaining the internet. Yeah, yeah. super cool hype video. I, I, you know, <laughs> I mean, it got me excited. Yeah. You know, so you know, I'm just. You know what I? I mean, you know I'd, what I'd go. To, I'd go to school there. My, that video for sure. Yeah. First of all, my my first honest thought was, damn it, why didn't I think of something to capitalize <laughs> on for this? Such a good idea. Um, but yeah, no, I with the. With the uh, ruling coming down that, you know, you, students can now, um, you know, monetize the, their likeness in some yeah. way, shape, or form, um, having, I think it's smart of the university to take, you know, take them, they take themselves out of it. They're not taking themselves out of it completely, but finding a way to, to, uh, to harness it, right? Yeah. Putting a, putting a, a platform around it, um, you know, not only for themselves, but like it does look like a good for incoming students, right? Like we have the platform, we have a program, we have something that's turnkey for you where you're not floundering around wondering what is okay and what's not and what is yeah. effective and what is. And so what's the best interest for you as a student athlete? Um, so to that is good. But Casey, I'm not going to lie. I don't completely get it. <laughs> I don't completely get the app. I don't completely get the platform. I just know... On the outside of it, that it it's a platform that will help streamline those things we just talked about. Yeah, no, that makes sense, and I, I think it shows like, hey, look, we have a program that's thinking about these things and and is kind of on. I don't know if cutting edge is the right word, but on the forefront of helping students kind of capitalize and, like you said, and, and navigate these waters. So uh, that is that is cool to see, and you know, a cool hype video. So there we go. Doesn't love a good hype video. Uh, gets me every time gets me every time all right that is it for the badgers uh marlo i believe let's move on to the nba let's start with the bucks i'm much happier to talk bucks this week than i was last week oh Oh, last week they're only down one out but yeah but let's 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 do that let's do the avid flow right because I think what at one point the uh, yeah. you, you did you clearly have the panic button out after game two was it like on the table 
Yeah, I was... Yeah, it was on the table. I, I was probably pressing it after game two um, just because it seemed like literally nothing changed from game one or very little. So I guess going back to last week, we had had the game one blowout, and I more or less said, I need to see something different in game two or the panic button's out. Uh, and I was even more dispirited after game two because it was exactly the same. It felt exactly the same as game one. And it it just seemed like this is just how this series was going to go. And I guess this playoffs has been uh, don't count close the series out on the first two games because it's wildly changed as we see the Clippers up now 14 points in the first quarter against uh, Utah here. So they're looking to do the same thing they did in round one. Uh, so maybe we shouldn't get too comfortable. And then even after game, th- so game three happened and it was a rock fight. Uh, yeah. And I think the final score was in the 80s uh, for both teams. And it was brutal. It was brutal to, f- to watch. It was brutal to, to witness. But the Bucks came out uh, with a narrow victory. And even after that, because there's so many stats that go back and you know you look at and go, oh, a team's up 2-0, and then they're up. You know, ga- the, the home, now home team wins game three, but that doesn't necessarily correlate to them getting back in the series or win- winning, winning the series uh, because they have the energy and the home court and that sort of thing. And it, it, it's still like 50-50 in the next game. So I was, even though it was a victory, it was a victory in which it looked really bad. And I just, it was another game where the Bucks scored in the 80s, and luckily in this game they kept the Nets in the 80s, uh, so they're able to pull it off. Uh, And then game four was a similar case for the Nets, uh, and the Bucks were able to actually score the basketball a little bit and ended up pulling away with it. I guess it ended up being an 11-point victory, but it was about that uh, that lead throughout the game. So that was encouraging. Um, and Kyrie Irving goes down hurt at the end of that game. So it looks like neither him nor uh, Harden are going to be up for playing game five tomorrow. Uh, but before, I guess before we look at the game five, I, just thinking about what changed between the two uh, games in Brooklyn and the two games in Milwaukee, um, is on the de- I think is on the defensive end. Like I said, the offense wasn't gra- uh, greatly improved in Game Three. Was better in Game Four. Um, I just had something get really loud in my headphones. I'm sorry. Whoa. There we go. Okay, thanks ESPN. Jesus. Um, but I think the defense kind of tightened the screws or maybe figured something out. Again, it's tough to say against the net teams that has the screen that they do. Uh, but if we look at the all defense team that just came out, both. Uh, Giannis and Drew Holiday are first team. It, you couldn't really tell that in games one and two, but I felt like you really could tell a different level of intensity uh, in the home games. Obviously, the home crowd helps with that, but it just seemed like they figured out a little something on the defensive end to help slow down this Nets team. And I do get a little worried saying that because if they're healthy, the firepower that they have, but if you look at their bench, or let's just say that non- all-star parts of the team uh, on the Nets. In the first two games, they were shooting 50-40-90, so 50% from the field, 40 from three, and 90. So they were essentially shooting at all-star level or you know Steph Curry level shooting. 
in the first two games. Now that can't, like realistically, that can't happen, especially when that was considered a liability of their team coming into the playoffs, coming into the series. So if that falls back to earth and kind of continues to to where it has, where it was in Milwaukee, I think that's especially with the injuries that uh, the Nets have. That's really what's changed the series. Bucks defense drop off from the the supporting cast. Obviously injuries. Um, and now the Bucks are favored by four points in Brooklyn tomorrow, which seems a little bit surprising, but I guess makes sense with two of the three stars out. Yeah, what a uh, what a turn of events, man. Um, yeah, it's it's now a series. What what's the what's the outlook going forward? What do you got for what do you got for the, the next? How this is going to turn out? I mean. I, I, I don't see I no longer see the Nets winning in 6. I don't see how the Bucks lose the next 2. So yeah. this is I'm going lim- 7. So the Nets so it's Nets in 7, Bucks in 7 or Bucks in 6. I think if the Bucks are going to win they have they have to win in 6. I just don't like a game 7. I don't know if Irving's going to be back, I don't know if Harden's going to be back. I feel like they need to kind of take uh, the opportunity here, yeah, and win this game with the net shorthanded, and then finish it off at home, which will be a raucous crowd. That will be so fun uh, in Milwaukee, and and finish the series there. Otherwise, like I said, I don't see the Nets winning the next two, so that it goes back to Brooklyn for Game Seven. And at the end of the day, they got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, who I trust to make a shot when it comes down to it. Yeah, again, injuries. Uh, withstanding, um, I trust them to make a shot more than I do. I guess you know, obviously Giannis, but Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday towards the end of the game. End yeah, of a, end of a game. Uh, end of a game. Yeah, no, I I could see that. I think the Bucks have um, done a good job of figuring out the kind of the, the pick and roll situation on the defensive end, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that pick and roll situation with with Durant. And or Kyrie Irving, um, they defended it well. I mean, obviously those those guys those guys are going to get off into some sort of streak at some point. Um, yeah. But it's all about you know that damage control from there. And you know games one and two, they it just seemed like they couldn't do anything um, yeah. on that with, with those with those moves. So it's you know it's a game. We'll see what the adjustments are for you know game to game here. But I th- you know it, it's. You know, the beginning of the series, I had I was much higher on the Bucks. I don't know why I'm so scarred from games one and two, even watching games three and four. Yeah. Uh, but I still think the don't Bucks. Same. I still think the Bucks <laughs> can pull this series out, though. Yeah. Well, I hope so. I hope so <laughs> for sure. Um, I still. I, I feel like my hopes should be higher, but they. I, I, I just with this Bucks team, I still just have to guard myself so much. Like you know, like you do when Wisconsin's playing it in the Big Ten championship game. Yeah. Uh, all right, elsewhere in the NBA, I guess let's go ahead to something that's over. Uh, Suns sweep uh, Denver. Um, a lot of fun. This Suns team is fun. I really like watching Chris Paul play point guard. It's probably one of the most enjoyable, uh, I guess, player positions for me to to watch. I think he was uh, – I don't have the stats in front of me – he was like 16 to 20 or something like that in game four. Uh, Frank Kaminsky's on the team, doesn't play, but still 
root for him for that. And Aiton has been a monster. Yeah. He's really uh, coming to his own. I with it when they took him in the draft, I just I just never saw this kind of intensity in him at all at Arizona. And I mean, whatever, he was, you know, <laughs> it's not like he had a lot to necessarily play for there. Um, but he has had a motor that has not stopped this uh, entire playoffs and has been, you know, going up against Jokic in this uh, this series. Um, and uh, I, I guess kind of Anthony Davis in the previous one, even though he was hurt. Like he's he's been great, and this uh, and Booker's been great. It's just been really fun to watch this on this team. Yeah, no, absolutely. The watching the you know the young guys rise up and then Chris Paul kind of have a resurgence where after you know the last couple of years he's kind of bounced around and yeah um, you know not really at his game and uh, you know he's one of the one of the he's he's the banana boy left in the playoff so yeah well gotta, he's got that going for him got to go for it but a sweep of the Nuggets was I don't know that I thought that was surprising yeah it was for sure um, I, I thought. Jokic was going to be good enough, and we'll talk about him being MVP more in a little bit. But it felt very uh, Dirk-esque, you know, when he was eliminated in the first round and had to get his his trophy. I mean, Jokic gets his announcement or trophy like in the middle of this series, where his team's just getting crushed. <laughs> it felt it felt really weird. Um, but they were they're missing Mitchell, right? No, he's on Utah. God, he's I hate Utah. Idea this. No. Yeah, so was he, was, he was the guy on yeah, uh, Denver. <laughs> Uh, they have a guard. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shoot, I see his face. Now they're missing him. The yeah. the Denver version of Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So missing him. There you go. Um, all right, Sun sweep. Seventy Sixers Hawks now tied at two. Marlow. Um, I this. Game was so weird today. I, we, I was kind of watching it while we were getting ready for the podcast. But the 76ers were up big, and I was like, oh, this series is over. And I kind of, like, tuned away from it <laughs> and started getting ready for the pod. And then was like, oh, Atlanta's back in this and, and has a chance. So, uh, it, to me, it looked like it was going to be, um, you know, gentleman sweep. Atlanta steals game one. Then 76ers just show how much better they are. And it looked like that for a lot of this game. But Atlanta pulls it off, makes it a series much like the Bucks did. Uh, in game four, uh, you still riding the 76ers, or do you have any more worry about the Hawks actually stealing this series? Um, no, I still, from what I see, I, I still think the 76ers will pull that one off. Um, I, I just think they all around have, I think they all around have better players that are starting to put it together. Um, mm-hmm. Hawks have, uh, you know, they have Trey Young um, and a couple of good pieces, yeah. but not, not where the 76ers are at. No, yeah, I agree. Embiid looked tired in this game. He started, I think he uh, had eight points at half, and I think he finished with just two points in the second half, something like that, on free throws. I think he missed his last ten shots of the game, uh, nine or ten shots. Uh, Really tough finish for Embiid. Um, And, you know, when he's just out there, and you can just tell when he looks tired. Yeah. Uh, And that's what it looked like in the second half. And I just... Feel like when he's, I kind of said this last week, but like when he's not going right, they need to pivot and do something else. And he wasn't going right in the second half, but they kept trying to go to him, which he's their best player. I get it, but like it just wasn't working. They needed to do something else just to get a few buckets, and they 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 couldn't pull it off. 
that I'm just continue to be flummoxed by this Atlanta team. I think it's just because I don't really want to root for Trey Young. I think is what it comes down to. But here we are; they're tied two-two, and I never thought they would have been there. Um, all right, that is the East. Okay, we talked Suns. I'm out of order here. I don't know why I did it this way, but here we are. Uh, Clippers, Utah, happening now. Um, so Clippers are up 17 here in the first quarter. So let's just assume they win. Uh, just, <laughs> just assume they win. Crumpled to the ground. I don't know what's happening here. Um, what? Oh, he got picked hard. Ouch. Okay, he's fine. I mean, maybe not, but it wasn't anything. Um, so let's assume they win and tie the game. So another one. We got a series now uh, after Utah winning the first two. Uh, I guess I didn't think it was going to be a sweep. But if the Clippers come back and do hold on, I guess I'd be a bit surprised because it did look like Utah was just a better all-around team than uh, than the Clippers were. But they have. But the I guess it turns out the Clippers still have Kawhi, and when Paul George is decent, uh, that is a still a pretty good combination. Uh, yeah, I don't. What is it about the Clippers that just doesn't make me trust them, though? Ah, uh, I mean they're the Clippers. Yeah. So there's there is you no know, they're the Clippers and they have Paul George. It's like he's <laughs> got to be the le- one of the least reliable good players. Uh, I mean he's reminds me a lot of Chris Middleton. Like he's good. They're both good. Paul George is better, I think. Um, but they're both very similar in that some games they just don't have it, but they think they do and just kind of shoot your team out of the game uh, and or no-show. And I feel like they're very similar in that regard. But when they're going good, like when Chris Middleton's going good, the Bucks are really good. And when Paul George is going good, the Clippers are really good. But you just can't count on that game in and game out for both players. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... And for, uh, Kawhi does just seem like he can just turn it on. <laughs> but I don't know. Still, even after Toronto, uh, I still just go, yeah, but what if one time he can't, right? Like, what if one time it's just not enough? <laughs> but it often but it always does. But he always just does it. But it always is. It's always yeah. enough. But in my head, I just keep going. But what if this time is different? <laughs> it's illogical, but it's still it's still there for me, and I don't know what it's what it's going to take to uh, to change that. I mean, I guess if he wins with the Clippers, I'll probably I'll finally give in. But I'm still holding out on that. All right, so they're up after the first, so pretty much one. Write it down. Um, Book it. There we go. All right, uh, last thing in the NBA: uh, Nikola Jokic wins. MVP Marlowe. He is the um, first center since Shaq to win it, Dang. which was, I think, 2002. I'm going to throw out some stats I heard about the uh, Jokic. He is the lowest draft pick. I think he was picked 41st. Uh, he was drafted during a Taco Bell commercial, nice. um, which makes me think, Marlowe, if you were to be drafted, what commercial would you want play, <laughs> playing as you were drafted? Where did you get that stat from? <laughs> I know I saw it. On, I saw it on Twitter, and it nice. showed like, you know, 
like it, how they do in the NFL. It goes to commercial, but they're yeah. still like the just in pick, and it was like pick forty one or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. from Serbia, Nikola Jokic or whatever. Uh, nice. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. What I'm trying to think of all the draft commercials. There, it would have to mm. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray is the guy I was thinking of. The Donovan Mitchell of oh Jamal Murray, yeah, of Denver, yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll I'll be a Papa John's. Oh no, we don't do Papa John's. Mm, yeah, we yeah, do Domino's. Problemat- Domino's. <laughs> problematic. 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 <laughs> well, I'll do, I'll do the Shack Papa. I'll do the Shack Papa John's. There Let you go. When, when he comes in in disguise, that's a, yeah. That's a funny. Yeah, that one. That one. I want that one playing. That's a funny one. I think. I think <laughs> it's me. The the one. <laughs> it's me, and they're like, oh. Okay. That means you get drafted now. Okay, uh, I think it'd be funny to have like a a, a medical commercial on where they're like going through like all the side effects. <laughs> yeah, and it's like could cause constipation, you know, sudden heart attack, and all these things. And like, meanwhile, like that's your visual of when your name pops up on the screen. <laughs> and it's like, don't take if you're allergic to this medicine, which is my favorite one. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah thanks. You think. <laughs> That would that would be good. Uh, AstraZenogen, I think that's a a commercial. I, a, a medic medicine I've heard in a commercial. I wouldn't want like a a erectile dysfunction one though. That would be a little bit too Ooh, on the nose. Too much. <laughs> a little too like come too on. Too close to home. Too close. A little, home. little too much. But if it's like a blood pressure one, okay. Yeah. Like fine. Uh, so that's what I'm gonna. Do. I want I want that. So when I when I'm drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks in yeah. the second round. It's it's flash. It, my name goes on the bottom, and set, and they're going through the, <laughs> the medical side effects. <laughs> I think that'd be funny. All right, uh, those were the only real stats. I, I mean, I think. Well, okay. Last thing, I guess I thought of. Um, it seemed like everybody thought and knew he was going to be MVP. And is that just how it is now? We just know. There's no like suspense to it anymore. Was there ever suspense to it, or is this just a thing that I? Feel like happened in the past, but didn't actually happen. Um, I don't think there was ever this. Not this late, right? I don't know. You mean like suspense up to the announcement? Suspense? Yeah. Or do have we always just kind of kind of known I, who it is? I feel like we've always just kind of known. I'm trying to think like the last one, like the last close race where it was like. I don't know. I I can't think of one, but yeah. I, I feel like it's always known. Yeah, because it feels like. I just thought it was an internet thing where we just kind of end up talking into this kind of consensus of who the MVP is by the end of the season. Uh, so I wonder if maybe, but I guess our you know memory is essentially not pre-internet, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't remember much before the internet anymore. Um, so maybe you'd have to go back into the 90s to, to kind of see what that was like. So, okay, maybe it's always been like this. I just kind of was like, oh, yeah, you won. I knew that like two months ago. But I guess, in, you know, now it kind of finally came to fruition. So there we go. All right. Joke MVP, I guess, deserved. Everybody at least had a consensus that he did. Uh, so there you go. On to your favorite model, NHL. You win yet? NHL! Hard-hitting action. You can find it here. What is the Are you in yet? Are you in yet, Marlo? Um, no. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> When are they even playing? When are they, they playing? Play, they're playing now. What do you mean? Are when they? are they playing? Yeah, no, but they, like, when's the games? Like, or what? 
what day is times stations like no, no, they're, they're in the same normal times it's this is happening like in america like it's not like it's <laughs> soccer games or it's happening why, in the morning. why am i not just like i should just be coming across these games there's i don't understand. i don't know you need to i mean you got to put nbc sports net i think in your oh in your that's regular. it that's it right there i don't have nbc sports net what do you mean you don't have NDC where you have it? No. I don't think you ever watch it because they only play, like, NHL. <laughs> so, like, nothing we normally watch is on there except for NHL. Um, okay, well, let me fill you in a little bit, Marlo. And by that, I mean let me fill you in the very little I know um, about what's going on in the NHL and see if I can get you hooked. All right. Uh, first of all, we were misled about the abs. Their 7-1 victory was uh, fool's gold, and they ended up losing, in, <laughs> I think it was six games, to the Knights. So I, I guess I'm off the hook for my you know 1990s rivalry, uh, Red Wings Avalanche rivalry. The Avalanche are not back, in fact. Um, although people still contend they are. now they're saying they're the best team not to win a Stanley Cup, which seems a bit much since they went out in the quarterfinals. <laughs> but all right. Uh, so they lost to the Knights. So I guess the Knights are the new best team ever <laughs> until they don't win, and they'll be the best team not to win. Because uh, they beat the Avs, so they must be good. That's what I'm going with. Uh, so we're down to the, uh, almost at the final four. The semifinals, Marlo, we got the Knights facing the Canadians. They're in game one. Game one right now. Uh, the Knights are up three to one at the end of two. Um, I think they're heavily favored, and uh, our Canadians will struggle. And then the, on the east, uh, we have the Islanders and Lightning. Uh, Islanders up one game to zero in that. Although I think the Lightning are favored in the series, um, so there you go. I'm Who's sticking with what? Who's your team? I'm rooting for the Islanders and the Canadians. Islanders and the Canadians. Okay. Yeah, I want that to be the finals. Got it. Oh, you know what I was thinking about the NBA. What would be the worst finals for the NBA, like the league for ratings? It's got to be Milwaukee, Phoenix, right? Milwaukee, Utah. Milwaukee, would Utah, be the- bad. I think Milwaukee Phoenix would be pretty bad. Yeah. I don't, yeah. It's definitely Milwaukee on the East, right? Because it's yeah, yeah, Milwaukee sure. 76ers, Hawks, or Nets. It's definitely Milwaukee would be the worst. Ah, but we have Giannis. So is it Atlanta? It might be Atlanta. I was, I was, as you were saying that, and if it's not Atlanta, like it's, it's probably it's 1A, 1B, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus Atlanta's I mean, a transplant market. No one really. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Nobody's really too excited yet about Trey Young. Giannis has. Yeah. Has one MVP, so people know who he is. So maybe yeah. there's some star power there over what uh, the Hawks would bring. And then the West, it's got to be, I guess it's just Suns, Clippers, or Utah. Now it's got to be Utah as the worst for NBA ratings. Maybe. Over the Suns? Are they like worse than the Suns? I don't know. I just brought the Suns. I'm like, no one in Phoenix cares. Yeah, they have Chris Paul, though. Frank Kaminsky is a big draw. Yeah, a big, yeah, I forget that they have Frank. Yeah. But, I mean, who nationally knows players on Utah? I mean, we can't even remember what team Donovan Mitchell's on. <laughs> and I watch, a lot, watch enough basketball. He's on, he's on Utah. We couldn't remember Jamal Murray. So, uh, it's tough. All right. I don't know. I random thought. Because uh, I'm rooting for the Islanders, Canadians, because it seems like, I mean, they're the northern teams, so... And one's a Can- Can- Canadian team, so that uh, those are my rules. <laughs> Although I think I don't think the Canadians see much of a chance against the Knights. All right, uh, that's NHL. That's it. That's it.
All right. Well, that's NHL. Now we're getting to what everybody was waiting for. America's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. All right. Um, Probably the most emotional weekend of soccer watching that I've ever done. Uh, We had the, I guess it started with the return of the Euros, uh, the first international comp. Uh, true international, uh, big international company. I mean, we had the CONCACAF Nations League that the United States beat Mexico in last week, but I guess that doesn't work. But true uh, kind of high-level international tournament, so that return was exciting, but it was marred by a, a medical emergency on Saturday. And I guess I don't want to necessarily describe or talk about the emergency, but I kind of want to talk about my emotion watching it because... I guess in the news, uh, Christian Eriksen, who plays for Denmark, uh, had a cardiac arrest on the field and was, I don't know what the word is, uh, resuscitated um, and taken to a hospital and is in stable condition. So the story ends well, um, but for a bit there, it looked like he might not make it. And as I'm casually watching soccer on a Saturday morning, I, I... can't stop thinking about it. It was a harrowing thing to see, uh, to see his teammates react, to see the fans react, and I mean, ESPN lingered for for far, far too long um, on it. Uh, from what I, I don't think they really knew what was happening um, from their vantage point, but I think you could see a little bit more from the camera, and it was it was tough. And then obviously news came out that. Uh, Erickson was okay, and that was just so relieving. Um, the emotion of kind of thinking the worst to uh, hearing, I guess, is the best the right word, but uh, hearing the outcome was such a relief and just, again, one of the most emotional. Like, you don't think of thinking about these things or or experiencing those types of, of emotions and thoughts while watching a sporting event. We watch sporting events to escape serious things uh but we we're confronted with that with that um so that kind of had a a um a hold over the whole weekend or uh all the games i guess in in my memory but there were actual games uh and we'll talk about those next favorites uh to win i had a good start england and belgium at least they're my favorites to win um the uh the tournament though they both started out with wins uh spain Looks so much like Spain, so Spain-like. Uh, they played today. They had 86% of the possession. They outshot their opponent 17 to four. They outpassed their po- opponent 917 to 162, and tied 0-0. Jeez. Very Spain-like. A game yeah. you would enjoy, Marlo. Yeah. <laughs> right and I think alley. I think true chances were were pretty even um, uh, in that. So it wasn't even like Spain just like. Flubbed, but they flubbed a really good chance and maybe a couple minor ones. But Sweden also flubbed, I think, two really good ones. Uh, a tough game, uh, but hopefully it turns up tomorrow. Uh, the game, I think, of the early rounds until we get to the knockout stages. France and Germany play tomorrow. I'm ninety percent sure it's the later game, so two o'clock our time, Marlo. So you'll want to tune into that. Watch uh, two of the best teams in Europe playing in a group stage. Wouldn't miss it. Dirty. I know you won't. Would not miss it. So there we go. That is the quarter kick. There it is. 
There is the corner kick. All right, um, let's do let's do some throw-ins. Got our throw-ins here. Yeah, we got some so, boxing. Boxing, you talking about Casey? Uh, but are we talking about boxing? boxing? One of the Paul, one of the Paul brothers fought Mayweather. Yeah, I think we talked about the other one fighting some UFC UFC guy. I forgot that this one was fighting Mayweather, and Lamar Odom boxed Aaron Carter. <laughs> Apparently, White. yeah, yeah. Okay. So these were technically boxing matches in the sense that I think they were on pay-per-view and they were wearing boxing gloves and attempting to punch each other. But that might be the end of how they were boxing matches. Marlo, is this good for boxing or is it a spectacle? So it's neutral for boxing or is it bad for boxing? Uh, I mean... These, these, I don't want to call them sideshows, but these types of exhibitions, let's call them. Yeah, these exhibitions... I'm boxing in general. I don't think so. I, I guess it can't be right because this is just. I mean, they're drawing in money, right? I don't know how much yep. Mayweather get like ninety million again. Yeah. Um. So they're drawing money through these pay per views based on their, you know, like the Logan Paul name and the Mayweather name. Odom vs. Eric Carr. I don't know who paid for that, but. Uh, <laughs> But someone did. It somehow goes. So it's like it, it feels like they're trying to make a cheap grab. Yeah. But how long can that last, right? How many of these can you do that are actual draws before you realize that this is just, like you said, a sideshow. It's not a sport. And they're not back to making a name for actual boxers uh, that have right. longevity in the sport and can make storylines around the actual sport as opposed to the storylines of, oh, they're going to box each other. Yeah. They're famous on the internet now are yeah. boxing each other. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you're true it's definitely short term game. Yeah. Game, right? It's definitely short but like like you said, it's not I can't imagine people who are tuning into this are going, Boxing is awesome. I wanna watch more of this. Yeah. As opposed to just like I wanna watch more ridiculous people fight each other. Um and I just want one time one of these fighters, because Mayweather Welv's a great fighter, isn't not knocking people out, right? So, like, get somebody and to come in and care and just knock one of these Paul brothers on their butts. That's what I want. So bad. That's all I want. But that's what that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Um, so I think short term probably good because it's getting money into the sport, but long term, it's got to. I just can't imagine it's good because it's not growing people's interest in actual, you know, boxing and liking boxing and real boxers. Mm-hmm. But, all right. Uh, next one. Uh, baseball. Again, we put it in the thrones. Uh, <laughs> I put Brewers keep winning, and then I think they're losing now. They are losing. Shoot. Shoot. Brewers are, keep winning. I think they've won uh, 17 of their last 21 on quite the run, although today was uh, uh, Hauser's start, so it's okay if we lose those because he's not one of the three good pitchers on our team. Um but continuing to play well, again, losing right now to the Reds, so take that what you will. Uh, but they are uh, doing well, and that's been, it's been fun. It's really fun when your baseball team is winning more often than not. <laughs> Let's just say that. Because <laughs> nice. yeah, they had a rough stretch where they weren't, and it was not fun to follow them every day. But it's, yeah. you know, when they're winning. So we're still baseball. We're still baseball central podcast. That's right. White Sox. And the White Sox are also playing baseball. They are also, of course, they lose. Um, 
as you're talking. But every they did every, the, the every time they pl- I catch them uh, on TV, then they show Tony La Russa and I laugh because I f- always forget he's the manager <laughs> yeah. and he's just the most the hilarious beloved manager. manager. The beloved manager of the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, he's just seems so out of place with that team. And obviously, he's doing. It seems like he's doing an okay job managing them, right? Because yeah. they're winning and and doing well. But like, just like from a aesthetic standpoint, he just seems so weird. His hat always looks kind of off, and he's a yeah. And you know, I obviously don't like him because he coached the Cardinals for forever. So I have that long-standing dislike for him. So that's in the back of my mind as well. But yeah, go White Sox. Go White Sox. All right. Anything else? Did you have to throw in? That's all I have, Marlo, that I want to throw So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I went one for three today with an RBI. There's throwing. Nice. So, hats off to myself. Uh, besides that, <laughs> I got nothing else. That will be it. Uh, yeah, that'll be it for me. As always, guys, you can find us on Twitter at 132Vs, myself at MarloJRCasey, at ProfBadgerFan. That's it for me, Casey. Do you have any last words? I guess I didn't talk about my success on Ooh, yeah. in my athletic endeavors. Yeah. I did score a goal. Whoa! Yeah. It's... Uh, so I'm one. I, I'm a net zero in goals scored because last week I scored a goal on my own team. <laughs> no own goal. Uh, so now I have one on actual goal. So net zero. So, you know, that's something. That, that is, is certainly something. That is. There we go. No RBI, but uh, there I am. Uh, All right, that is it for me, Marlo. Until next time, fellow fans, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.